I'm Kate Parker. This is Warming Signs, a podcast with the sound minds of science. It's just been really daunting. I'm kind of depressed because I want to do it right. I want to help the planet, but there's so much to entail. Do you think you could live a zero-waste life? No plastic bags, no single-use water bottles, no shampoo bottles, no diapers for babies. The deeper you get, the tougher it sounds, right? Well, in honor of Earth Day, I asked one of my colleagues if she'd give it a try. But before we get into all the obstacles that she ran into, and there were plenty, let's get to know Pam a little bit from the video blogs that I asked her to keep. My name is Pam Wright. I'm a writer for weather.com. And every day I write about climate change, global warming, and it's been weighing on me. I've decided that I want to go zero waste, um, which is kind of daunting because it's, it encompasses a lot from what, I've read, from what I've been reading. And so I'm a little bit nervous about it, but we'll see. Okay, now let's get to Pam and all the problems she encountered. And we are going to help her out with some zero-waste solutions a little bit later in the podcast. Pam! Kate! You followed me down the hall to have this I conversation. Did. I did. I'm excited. Thank Lots you so to much. tell you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And more than anything, thank you for taking this challenge. Basically, me and uh, our producer, Mia, for the show... We sit next to you and you're like, said, hey, Pam, come with me into this office, Pam. We I'm scared. A, we have a proposition for yeah, you. Yeah. And it was a challenge to see if you would be willing to try to go zero waste. Yeah. And it's been something I've wanted to do. So it was easy to say yes. I've, I've been wanting to do this a long time. Which makes you the perfect candidate for it because yeah. you enthusiastically said yes, which I personally, I, I wish that... And, it, and I think I've gotten better thinking about this mm-hmm. and watching you go through the process. But you are the perfect Aww. person for this. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Just zero waste. What exactly does that mean? You've done it's, a lot of research on this. Yes. And it's daunting. That's the first thing I want to say. It means zero waste. It means trying to not put anything into your garbage, not to use any plastics. But it goes way beyond that, too. It goes to things like being vegan. It goes to, I mean, which is like, I just saw your eyes go light up like, what? Um, it goes to not buying clothing, using used clothing. It makes you think... Do I need to buy this item because it's waste? Whatever it is, anything becomes waste. So you, you kind of simplify your life and downsize your life, which I kind of like that aspect of it too. Um, so even books, you know, do I need to buy this book? No, I don't because I, I love books. And so I, I, I got the download version, you know, even though I don't like it so much, but just, and I miss the feeling of a book, but it's waste in the end. It is paper. But it's just getting rid of that. And the biggest is plastics, of course. You know, I write every day about climate and pollution. And it's just really hard to write about it and not want to do something about it. I'm interested by this vegan thing that you said. Yeah, right. How does that go into being zero waste? It, it's one of the biggest producers of climate change. The meat industry and all that just contributes the methane, and they're burping, actually. It's their <laughs> burping that, that releases more CO2 and methane and other things in the atmosphere. And so we're tr- it's not just about not 
throwing stuff away, but it's about protecting the whole earth. You know, it's a, it's bigger issue than just zero waste. But and so eating a lot of plant foods and things you can compost. It's it's been. I'm, my mind is reeling even right now thinking about all the things that I discovered through this process. I I love composting. I'm a I'm a composter because I'm a gardener. So well, I live in an apartment. Well, bring so me I've your been, compost. So <laughs> here you go. Bring um, me your garbage. I'll compost yeah, it for you. Pot, when I lived, I lived in South Korea for ten years, and that's how they do things. You have your little bucket on the counter, and all your food items go in there, and it's the nastiest process ever. Oh, it stinks. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> that's why my kids came and I said, "You could kids go take that out to the compost pile." <laughs> you know, made my kids work on it, but um, it's these things that are just for me. Living in an apartment made it even more difficult sometimes to do some of the things. I wanted to do. And I would imagine, you know, kind of circling back to that vegan idea, when I think about going to the grocery store, you're not going to get meat that's packaged. It's in styrofoam and plastic. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you, how do you possibly buy meat products that? I think you can, if you go to a butcher or if you take your own container or whatever, I don't know how I didn't try it because I was trying to be vegan. But I think if you would take your own Tupperware or metal, they recommend using metal, not even Tupperware, you know, no plastics whatsoever. So you take your container and ask them if they'll weigh it in that and put the sticker. It's not there yet. I have a feeling a lot of places are going to start doing that because people are getting more aware of this kind of thing. So, but with produce, for example, it's easier because they they have all these produce bags that are reusable. You just throw them in a washer and bring them out, which washing's a whole other thing because... You know, you, you, the soaps and the plastic that the soaps are in. It's just, ah, it's it was, crazy. This sentiment that you have right now, you, I asked you to vlog, to take yeah. a video, videos of yourself as you were going through this process, because I think it's interesting for us to kind of look at this in a retrospective way, but during the middle of it, it can be really frustrating. So why don't we listen to one of your okay. clips? So I've tried really hard. Um... It's not easy. I've realized the one thing I can do is working on my plastics and not like, I think I read somewhere that it's like people go through 1500 plastic bags um, a year. And that's huge when you think about it. Yeah, I just got depressed all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> no not depressed, but daunted. Just, it's, it, it can be overwhelming because you really want to do it. You know, you really want to commit to it, and you realize it's, in some ways it's impossible. It's impossible for a lot of reasons. Yes, we can minimize plastics, but you're still going to have them in places. You can do things, and I think that's the important takeaway is that there are things we can do. Yes, I'm trying to be vegan, but I'll give in, you know, every once in a while and have some meat or dairy products. But it's it's the intention of, of trying to make a difference every day. And this little project has done that for me. I am very aware of my plastic use and my waste use and, and what I'm doing. So some of it can be done. The plastics thing, we all can do. Yeah. We all can do that. I actually, I thought that was interesting what you were saying about the plastic bags. Yeah. Because I do think that's where we really, I mean, we see local and state governments that are implementing policies that say no plastic bags. Isn't the European Union getting rid of it completely in like two years? Yeah. 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 We've seen a lot of things go in place with straws. You know, these these small but mighty acts in that direction. They are mighty. But, you know, this in in my personal life, whenever you, you... 
forget your bags, your reusable bags at the grocery store. I've done store. that during this project, and I was like kicking myself. And then, yeah. so the other thing is, I so my husband and I volunteer at um, this in-town food pantry oh. for the food insecure. It's a really cool process. You get to go in and go shopping. It's not just like, we're not just like, oh, here's a bag of food. Our clients are there to pick out what they want. Oh, that's cool. But we use double bagged plastic bags to send them on their way with it. Yeah. Because it's fortunately a lot of food, but I have this huge collection. I, I hate to say, but of plastic bags that we use there, but I know that those are just ending up back in the right, environment. Right. And I've so many times I'm like, should I ask one of these grocery stores if they'll like donate just a whole bunch of these reusable bags? I think that's a great <laughs> idea. And I think there are more and more that would be willing to do that. I was, I was in Kroger yesterday, not to mention any names, and they now have reusable bags there, right? Right at the checkout, so it's easy to find. The Whole Foods has had it for a while, and places like Sprouts here in, in Atlanta have, have it. But more and more stars, stores are getting it, and I think I actually think if people ask, it might be a reality. It's good PR. <laughs> you know, it really is. It's good PR. But when you start going down some of these items that you've ta- that we've talked about, it seems like oh my gosh, this is such a hassle. I mean, you're oh. talking about bringing containers to the to the grocery store so they can you can ask the butcher to if you want meat to put it in there. And what about like you know beans or rice that come oh, in you, plastic bags? They or, don't though. You can buy them in bulk. Where can you do that? See, they'll go these things that you've discovered at Whole Foods. You can do that places like that. Whole food uh, our markets, farmers markets. You can do that. I have these bags that I buy my coffee in bulk. I can buy beans. I can buy peanuts. I can buy whatever in bulk, and that that goes a long way too. You know, I may not do it every time, but if I have them there and I I buy my bulk, it, it I had to get rid of my K cups. You know, <laughs> but I'm a convenient girl. You know, I, I it's been it's been difficult because I like convenience. I'm busy, and uh, it's taken a lot of patience to do it as well. Yeah, that whole idea of everything, the convenience. It's, it's difficult. There are days when people just say, I can't deal with cloth diapers. I need to re- oh, yeah. use, you know, these plastic diapers on, on my kids. Yeah, but think about that. Goodness, I'm, I'm, I have five kids. <laughs> so I went through a lot of diapers, and I don't, I don't know how much. I, I would love to know the exact number, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. But back then, you know, we didn't think about it as much. We didn't worry about it quite as much as we do now, knowing what's going on with the whales and, you know, having plastics and the microplastics all over. It's just, it's just awful. It's just awful. But we have this kind of fast culture and what do they call it fast fashion where we're you know going to some of these stores that are you know you're buying a top for nine dollars and maybe wearing it a couple times and then where does it go you know it's so many different ways in our life where oh I I don't have a reusable water bottle I'm just gonna buy a pack I mean if you go to Costco you can get a huge thing of water bottles for three dollars, right, right. Tell me that's not convenient. Oh yeah, three dollars is a lot less than and a twenty dollar reusable that. bottle. I won't lie. You know, there are times I need a water bottle because I'm out and I don't have my water bottle with me, but I feel guilty now. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we got to stop with the guilt. Cry <laughs> because you really have done such a tremendous job with the zero yeah. waste. But the reason that I asked you to ha- to do this is because. Having a real perspective right. on going through this, I think, is invaluable. Well, and it puts you on a path 
I am making, I shouldn't feel guilty because I'm doing things. You know, I may not be the perfect zero waster. I, I am making strides. I'm thinking about my purchases. Do I need that? Do I really need more clothes? Do I need more of this? Do I need, no, I've got enough. You know, I don't need, I'm not a fashion horse, so I don't need to. But I, I always want to be better. That's just who I am. <laughs> a little bit of perfectionist Damn, within me. Damn, you're already the best writer. Oh, you're sweet. sweet. We love Thank having you. you. Thank you. And you know what? You're the best as you're a waste in this building. <laughs> I'd be willing to say. Oh, um, Let's do actually another little clip from your vlog because I totally identified with this one. Let's have a listen. But when it comes to shampoos and stuff, what do you do? I don't know. What do you do? Uh-huh. I, this what do you do? I you can't find it. in the shower this morning. And I'm like, look at all of these plastic bottles that everything's contained in. M- makeup and facial, you know, cosmetics, hand cream, nail polish remover. I mean, everything. The nail polish has the plastic top. You know, it's just, it's, I went in, I went into Whole Foods and Sprouts going, okay, I'm going to find some, something. The whole row was plastics and it's not their fault. It's the way it is. I'm not, you know, I'm not blaming any, any corporation. Um, I was able to find the little soaps that are just, you know, that you can just buy and it's not even packaged or anything. But for my hair, I'm sorry. I just, I need shampoo, you know, and a conditioner. I've got dry hair. So it's just, I, I, I'm sure I could use natural products and stuff. Just the time for it and stuff. It's hard. And what, how do you buy those products to make exactly. your own yeah. shampoo? Because yeah. those all come in plastic. I know. Again, you're going way out of your way to find a specialty place that does this. And you, you have to live next to it because if you ship it to you, there's more waste. Well, and let me add this. I'm a writer. I'm, you know, I'm not the highest paid. I'm not a lawyer or a doctor. I'm a writer. I do it because I love it, not for the not for the big bucks. And so it's expensive. Huh. It's expensive to do this. The products that you can buy are more expensive. Maybe not the plastic bags and stuff cuz you they're reusable, but products that are they're they're more expensive. I got these little pooper scooper bags for my dog and it was made out of corn husks. Oh. Yeah. Did it work? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, it's almost like a plastic, but it's not a plastic. It's biodegradable, which is still not great. But in my apartment complex, I'm not, you know, I have to pick it up. You know, I'm not allowed to not pick it up. I guess I could scoop it in the lake or something. <laughs> but I don't, you know, so I, you know, Duck I bought food. that. And yeah, it's more, they're more expensive. So everything's a little bit more expensive. Not, not very discernible, but it adds up. So, so I think in general, it's been very eye-opening how many inconveniences there are exactly trying to go zero waste but was there anything that was actually kind of easy for you to do okay this is an easy step I can take the bags you know having my my grocery bags that I take I've got them in I've got a lot of them so I have them in my car don't forget them because I've got so many in my car now and then doing the bulk was is easy for me and I feel good about myself you know I'm doing something all those plastic bags I would come home every I do shopping every day you know I lived overseas and I'm I'm not used to buying like for the whole week I go shopping every single day but I was bringing home five six bags every single day and so that that's made me feel really good it has time now for one of our recurring segments y'all need some science because the science behind plastic pollution may have you ready to try a zero waste lifestyle Diana Cohen, co-founder and CEO of Plastic Pollution Coalition, is about to tell you some things you'll never be able to unhear. 
Well, I would say the majority of things, even things, unfortunately, that we put in recycling bins end up in landfills. So in a hole that's been dug in the environment or some of it ends up out at sea or washing out and others end up being incinerated. When when we incinerate it or put it into a waste to energy model, oftentimes that creates particulate pollution and releases dioxins or creates toxic ash. So a, a plastic water bottle, a bottle that's been designed with intended obsolescence to be used for a short amount of time is going to potentially last 400 years in the environment. What you need to do when you realize that is you need to turn around and look at that and say, why are we using a valuable material that has these lasting, potentially lasting qualities to it? Why are we designing something that's intended to be used for a short amount of time, like five minutes? And then it's also important to consider that the plastics that we that are manufactured that are used for food and beverage packaging are made using groups of chemicals which are added to the carbon source. For example, you may have heard of BPA. This is BPA-free. You know, if it's BPA-free, they may be using BPB or BPC or BPS or BPZ, uh, another bisphenol replacement that's just slightly different chemically. But bisphenol A and bisphenols have been identified as endocrine disruptors, which means that they they affect our body like synthetic estrogen, and they've been linked to a number of human health issues, which I can go into if you want to know about them. But, um, you know, why are we using a material that's potentially has health risks to us to package our food and beverage? Small amounts of these chemicals, the phthalates and the bisphenols, can leach into our food and beverage and beauty products and potentially uh, impact our health and that they may make our bodies hold more fat. Or they've also been linked not only to obesity, but to diabetes, which, you know, we are having an epidemic of diabetes. It could also be caused by other things as well, other environmental pollutants and obviously sugar and processed foods. But it's really something to consider. And, you know, I think bisphenol A and bisphenols have been studied um, the most. And those chemicals have been linked in, um, in humans to shortened anogenital distance, smaller penis size. Oh, this is in babies, sorry, babies in utero. Smaller penis size, feminization of boys, so boys getting kind of pudgy breasts, Um, early menses in girls, attention deficit disorder, and lower IQ. And in adults, these chemicals have been linked to obesity and diabetes, which I mentioned, but also to um, lower sexual function, sterility, infertility, and to prostate cancer, brain cancer, and breast cancer. Now that we know why trash and plastics in particular are so problematic, let's get some solutions. I spoke to Megan Weldon. She's committed to a zero-waste lifestyle and blogs about it to help others find their path to zero waste. I asked her about the problems that Pam ran into, and she had some great solutions. Megan, thank you so much for joining me on Warming Signs. I have to tell you that we reached out to you because I just talked to my coworker, Pam, who I challenged to go zero waste. And there were some things that were a huge challenge for her to overcome. And as someone like you that, you know, works at this every single day, I would love to hear some of your solutions. Absolutely. One of her big challenges was shampoo. She's, you know, she would go to the store 
and look for any option for washing her hair that didn't come in a plastic bottle, shampoo and conditioner. Mm-hmm. What are some solutions that we can do for zero waste with that? So I have found a few alternatives. A couple of my favorites are shampoo bars. There are a lot of natural health food stores and some big name retailers that sell shampoo bars that look like regular bars of soap, but they are actually just shampoo sands the water in bar form. You lather up the bar in your hand, put the suds in your hair, and it works just as good as shampoo in a plastic bottle. There you go. But you have to find a place that carries it. So that's a little bit of a challenge. Right. Is Googling a good way of finding someplace next to you, nearby that might carry that? Or do you have to like call yes, places? Uh, what's amazing is the options are becoming more readily available in stores that are closer to the vast majority. So I've seen shampoo bars at Whole Foods. I've seen shampoo bars at Target. But I think the best place to find them are at your local health food store. Which I am going to assume has a lot of the solutions to these problems because just when I think about stepping into those, there are more solutions than in my Publix or my Kroger. So another one that she had a little bit of a challenge with was laundry detergent. How do I wash my clothes? And even if I wanted to create my own laundry detergent, the items to create that come in plastic. That was a hard one for me. I have two solutions that I bounce in between. I'm lucky enough to have a store near me that sells liquid laundry detergent in bulk. So I take this giant old apple juice jar and I fill it up once every six months and use that as my laundry soap. It's very concentrated, so you don't have to use very much. Before I found that option, I was making my own And I was able to find the components to my laundry detergent in just paper and cardboard packaging. So then I composted the packaging after use. But all of this, I mean, we're talking about so many different steps. It's a lot of work. It is not convenient to go zero waste. How would you recommend people, I mean, because fitting that into your life whenever you have work and kids and obligations seems daunting to say the least. Absolutely. It is not easy. It is very hard. And what I tell everyone is do all that you can. Don't stress yourself out. Don't try to do too much where it's adding so much stress onto your life. Figure out what works for you and celebrate the wins when you can. It's all about going forward and progress. So another thing that we talked about was I have had this personal challenge with recycling centers where I'm having to go so out of my way to either bring recycling to a center because where I am doesn't offer recycling or the county that I live in stopped recycling glass. So that's like a, a whole nother hurdle to overcome. What can people do to, I mean, is that our only solution when we do have waste and are trying to recycle it is to find these local centers? I've actually started experiencing that problem myself. So what I have found is finding ways to minimize that packaging getting into your home in the first place is my plan A. So shopping in bulk, using my own containers, eating more plants because produce doesn't come in packaging usually. And then for the items that I do have in my house, 
finding ways to upcycle them or repurpose them whenever I can. That's usually my two, my two go-tos. Pam, my coworker, has five kids and even more grandkids. <laughs> She's got a big wow. family. <laughs> and she was talking about, you know, when she was raising her kids, she didn't think at all about using diapers. I think you have a child. What, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about diapers and wipes and bottles and, I mean, the number of things that you have to buy for a baby is, it's just enormous. What did yes, you have solutions whenever you had a newborn? I was zero waste before Oliver came, and whenever my family started pressuring me for baby showers, I had panic attacks. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't need all this stuff. But with with Ollie, I think the biggest reduction in waste has been cloth diapering. At first, I was a little hesitant because he goes to daycare and I go to work. And I thought, I don't know, this might be completely inconvenient and way too much stress for a first-time mom. But I still decided to give it a shot because I had a friend who had some extra secondhand cloth diapers that she gave me. So I didn't have to invest in any up front. What I found was, other than having to wash a few extra diapers and handle the the not-so-pretty parts, <laughs> it really... <laughs> I'm trying not to be too gross. No, I mean, that's perfectly <laughs> I handled, I think. <laughs> I use, I also use cloth wipes, which was better for his skin because his skin was sensitive. So it was actually a win-win. Is there anything that, you know, since you started going zero waste and started this blog and having conversations with people that gives you hope? Over the last four years, I've seen... So many people understand what zero waste is, and I've heard more buzz around the term, and I've seen so many bring awareness to our plastic pollution problem, and that brings me hope that more and more people are aware. And whenever more people are aware, we have more power behind us to make change. Awesome. Thank you so much for helping us tackle some of these more common problems. But if people wanted to kind of be a part of that conversation, can they find you online? Yes, um, you can find me at my blog at zerowastenerd.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much, Megan. Thanks for having me. What I have personally gathered from this podcast is that there's no perfect solution to going zero waste and it is hard. Every step is more work, but I do think it has made a tremendous impact in how I live my own life, even though it was Pam that we asked to go zero waste and maybe it's going to have an impact on yours too. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast because that way it ends up in your podcast listening service because it's on all of them whichever one you may choose every Tuesday morning and also I want to give a huge thanks to Mia Beachak, Jim Robinson, Dan Wright and Eric Zirkel the team here at weather.com that helped get this out of my brain and into yours every single Tuesday I'll talk to you next week